This is the PR Podcast, a show about how public relations helps you tell your story to the world. We talk with great PR practitioners who have the skills, creativity, and just plain savvy to get their clients noticed. Now here's your host, Jody Fisher. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the PR Podcast. I'm Jody Fisher. Thanks for joining us. Well, it's vacation week for me. I'm off on the regular family jaunt. We go to the same place uh, just about every year. Uh, we love it. Uh, and, you know, we've, we've gone to this place since the, the kids were little babies. Um, they're getting a little older now, so we think that maybe, you know, they can travel a little bit better. So it might be time to start investigating new places. But for this year, we're in the same place. So as you're listening to this, I am probably sitting on my favorite beach. At least I hope I am. Uh, we're doing something fun. And I hope that wherever you are, you are safe and healthy and you are enjoying the summer as well. Because as we all know, um, if August is downtime, September is crazy time. <laughs> so, and, and it's probably going to be even crazier this year. So let's all get ready for what we hope is going to be a, a super busy September uh, in terms of projects, in terms of clients, in terms of business, in terms of whatever you're doing. Uh, hope that you're teeing things up to be ready for when uh, that post-Labor Day rush kicks in. We have taped some ter terrific episodes that are going to be coming your way in the next couple of weeks as well. Um, and, and I'm excited for those conversations. Got a couple in the pipeline, got a few in the bag, in the can, as they say. Um, and looking forward to those uh, rolling out over the next couple of weeks. We've previewed them on the social media channels. Uh, quick plug for the Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram uh, channels uh, for the PR podcast. Just search on each one of those. You'll come up with them uh, with, our, with our orange logo with the, with the photographers on it. Uh, make sure you subscribe to each of those. Chime in on those. You know, we, we post um, the, the episodes every week. We also post them over onto the social media channels. I'll confess, I don't do a ton more on those social channels, um, but it is a place where you can chime in and let us know what you like, what you don't like about the podcast, what you'd like to see us talk about, uh, potential guests that you'd like to see us uh, bring on. Um, I say it uh, almost every week. We have 52 weeks in a year. That's 52 guests in a year. You can be one of them. Pitch yourself to be a guest on the PR podcast. If you are involved in the news making process in any way, whether you are a PR person, whether you're a reporter, a videographer, a photographer, uh, as someone who works in social media, even, even people who work sort of adjacent to PR, maybe you're in, in uh, digital or SEO or something like that. If you have a perspective on how the news business functions and how news gets made, we want to hear from you. We want to share your knowledge, your experience with our community. So chime in on those social media channels uh, and let us know how you're doing and what you want to see us uh, do in terms of guests and conversations. I thought that this week we would go back to the Reddit public relations sub, uh, subreddit uh, forum uh, and have some fun there, uh, as we sometimes do. Uh, ch check in on some questions that are being asked on that page, and I'll just give you sort of my gut reaction, uh, and maybe we'll foment a little conversation on the social media pages as well. So without further ado, let's get started. All right, question number one from the Reddit public relations subreddit. Uh, this is posted by Dat Poodle Lady. I love the usernames on Reddit. They are the absolute best. They actually remind me of the original um, AOL email addresses. You know, when we all first got our first email, we never used our own name. Right? We always used things like Dat Poodle Lady or, 
you know, cat kid or, you know, uh, super dude or, so, you know, stuff like that. It was absolutely ridiculous. And I think we all grew up and just started to use our own names. And anyway, the Dat Poodle Lady uh, writes here on the PR, on the public relations subreddit, on Reddit, uh, headline, uh, I think I lowballed myself in an interview. And let me run this down for you. Uh, I had a great interview for a director position. Congratulations. The recruiter sounded very interested, said she would reach out to the hiring manager and discuss a second interview. Then I, then she, uh, she then asked what my salary and sign-on bonus expectations were. That's interesting. Uh, and I think I totally flubbed up. Well, we, don't we all feel like that in this situation? I, I, if you haven't, you've never interviewed. Um, I told her I was open to negotiating if they felt I was the right fit for the company. Eh, not a great idea. Uh, she then asked me to throw out a number, told them I wasn't expecting a sign-on bonus. Eh, and I'm pretty sure that I undersold myself in hopes of getting on a second interview. If I move on, how can I recover? Okay, well, um, I have no idea if they're going to call you back. Um, let's just analyze what you said. You sold yourself short twice, uh, in my opinion. Once where you said you were open to negotiation. Um, the reality is they're going to pay you what they're going to pay you. And that's kind of the end of it. Uh, unless they really, really want you bad. Um, or there's some other uh, circumstance that would motivate them to pay more. They kind of got their number in, in, in mind. Right. And that's kind of the end of it. Um, what you don't want to do in this situation is what you did, which is one, I'm open to negotiating. And two, I don't expect a sign on bonus. They brought it up. <laughs> they brought up the concept of a sign-on bonus. You should say, absolutely. Um, and I've heard advice given in this realm, and I love this advice. I wish I could say that it was mine. Um, you should always give them, when you're in this position, uh, I've heard it said, always give them the biggest number that you can give without totally cracking up. <laughs> and I think that's a really smart way to go about talking about money. Uh, look, I'm a big bullet. I don't beat around the bush when it comes to numbers and when it comes to you know what you're going to pay for something, what you're going to offer to pay somebody for a salary or for any other kind of compensation. I usually just come out and say, this is the number. This is it. And I allow them to come back and say, well, that doesn't work for me. Here's what would. I believe in honesty here, right? And that may go against all kinds of business negotiating advice, but that's the way I conduct my business. Now, do I sometimes overpay for things? Eh, I might, but you know what? I get those negotiations done in about 10 seconds. And to me, that's more important. And, and, and as well as transparency and honesty, to me, that's more important than this. So back and forth about, well, will you take this? And how about that? And what about this? And uh, I mean, it, it's the old George Bailey line from, from, uh, from It's a Wonderful Life, you know, trying to figure out how to save, save 10 cents on the length of pipe. I mean, you're just not that's not what you do, right? Um, but when you're, when you're talking about uh, interviewing for a position, don't do what this person did, which is sell yourself short and say, well, I don't need this, or I'm open to negotiation, or I'm squishy, right? Because that's, that's what you're coming in with is I'm squishy and you can take advantage of me. I'm sorry to say, I think this was a bad move. I don't know if it blows up your, your opportunity of getting the job, but you certainly are not going to get paid as much as you might have if you were just a little firmer. All right. Question number two here on the Reddit subreddit. Am I saying that right? The Reddit subreddit? That's what I'm led to believe is, is how I'm supposed to talk about it. Well, in any case, uh, Instagram replacement. This is from Outdoors Blue. 
and this person writes, agencies who are managing Instagram for clients, are you considering any alternatives given Instagram's news about its shift to video? Thanks. And they link to a, an article in The Guardian. And let me just run this down real quick. The headline here on this article in The Guardian is why Instagram's creatives are angry about its move to video. And this goes to outline um, what Instagram recently, uh, a month or two ago, announced about how they're, they're no longer a photo app. I think that was the quote. It's buried somewhere here in the, in the article. Um, but the idea being is that they're going to put more of an emphasis on video. And you've seen things like reels roll out um, and even um, stories, you know, the little, the little bubbles across the top of Instagram, which I think everybody has. Even LinkedIn has at this point. It's kind of ridiculous. They all look alike. Um, you know, but this move to video, this emphasis on video, um, and, and, and as this article accurately writes, a lot of professional photographers who have built a following on Instagram um, are, are understandably very annoyed because, you know, they typically don't do video. They do beautiful photography, whether that's landscapes or portraits or live action or, you know, whatever they do. Um, and, and they're, they're pretty upset about it. Um, pulling back, I think, to, you know, 30,000 feet, um, and, and addressing this question, agencies who are managing Instagram for clients, are you considering alternatives? Um, why would you consider an alternative? Uh, Instagram is where the eyeballs are and you want to fish where the fish are. Um, now, if you're fisher and if you're fisher on Instagram, that's where you got to be and you got to adapt. Uh, if, if, if we are one thing alone as PR people, uh, and we are many things, but if we're one thing, we are adaptable. That's what we get paid to do. We roll with the punches. We change strategies in order to maximize attention. Um, we adjust to the market conditions and the industry conditions that are thrown at us. That's why we're here. And that's not unique. You know, every industry does that. Um, but, but, you know, trying to, you know, rail into the darkness against Instagram uh, because, because now you're not doing this anymore and I don't like it and I'm going to move. Well, if you're a creator, you can have that opinion. If you're a PR person representing something, tough noogies, man. You got you to gotta adapt. Um, could you find another platform that's just as uh, effective for you? Perhaps, but you'd have to build a following all over again. Um, and really, we're talking about eyeballs here. If you've put a lot of work into developing and curating your Instagram feed and your Instagram channel or whatever you want to call it. Um, and you've got the eyeballs there. You've got to adapt. You've got to stay there for those people. Now, if you want to let those people know, we're also going to be over here on this platform and maybe over the course of time, migrate over to there to something that you think, you know, services your client better have at it, man. Um, but, but just, you know, bailing on Instagram just because they don't work the way you like them working anymore. Uh, I, don't, I don't think you have that luxury uh, and nor do I think that that is a great idea. So I think you're just going to have to hang with it. All right. Question number three from the Reddit subreddit. It's just tripping me up every time, but whatever. Uh, here, headline here, client fired us when I did a better job than the other firm. This is posted by Puzzled Maybe. Uh, let's, this is a little long, but let's read through it quickly. I've had a client for over a year and another firm started working with them a few months ago. These people are vultures. All right. Uh, and they've taken thousands of dollars out of my pocket. Well, I have a feeling I know where this is going. Um, he divided up the places we were supposed to pitch. I guess you're talking about this other firm. They were told, oh no, he is the client. Okay. They were told not to pitch a certain news network that I get a lot of my TV hits from. They ignored that and pitched the network. 
uh, on and on and on here. Objectively, I got him more interviews. I'm insulted and shocked. He fired us for monetary reasons, he says, while keeping them on board. Um, on and on and on and on. Okay, you know what? This is this is business. This is competition. Uh, and and maybe I'm leaving something out here because I'm just I'm breezing through this here real quick. Um, but this is competition. This is business. This is how things work. Um, it, it's my opinion that a client is allowed to hire you and fire you whenever they want, as long as they're honoring the terms of the contract that they signed with you. In other words, the 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 you know the the period that they're working with you uh, or the monetary arrangements that they that the, the money that they owe you, as long as they honor that, they're allowed to say goodbye any time that they want for any reason that they want, unless you've put that in the contract as well. Um, the contracts that I write basically um, are, are very, I don't want to say open-ended, but they're but they're they're normal, right? Yeah, you're 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 allowed to fire us for any time you want, for any reason that you want. You got to give us, uh, I, I think we have a 30 or a 60 day notice in there, whatever, but you also owe us everything you, that you owed us under the contract. Um, I, I feel like that's pretty normal. Um, it keeps people from, you know, running and gunning too much on, on different PR agencies and everybody seems to know, you know, know a guy or have a nephew or whatever. Um, and, and that's totally fine. You know, clients need to hire the people that they feel they will work best with who will give them the best results. And if this other agency that sounds like they operated uh, in, in very bad faith, I'll, I'll say that, um, if, if this agency operated in bad faith, they will probably end up screwing this guy anyway, and he, he might even come back to you. Who knows? Um, but clients are allowed to sign up and clients are allowed to bail whenever they want, as long as they honor the terms of the contract. And if you feel that you, know, you weren't treated fairly, you know what? Never work for the guy again. But do not burn that bridge when you walk away from that client. Simply shake hands, as long as they've honored the terms of the agreement and they've paid you your money, um, shake hands, leave on good terms. You don't know who they talk to. You don't know what kind of stories they will tell about you. And if you leave on good terms, they will absolutely have nothing bad and probably some good to say about you and your work. And that is more important than however couple thousands of dollars that you might have lost um, in, in this deal. And that be, may be easy for me to say, but I also think it's the truth. Um, do not burn your bridges and do not create a bad reputation for yourself simply because you're a little PO'd that uh, another firm seems to have swooped in and, and taken your business. It's, it's just the way the cookie crumbles and you got to move on. Question number four here on Reddit. Um, well, this is a tough, this is a tough name. An Anna Masara, uh, it's somebody's name. I don't know. It's a whole string of consonants. Uh, <laughs> they write, uh, the headline is in-house or agency. What's the best option for fast growing companies? It is a difficult decision, they write. Uh, fast growing companies face when it comes to scale. Boy, people write in such strange ways, don't they? Okay, let me start this again. <laughs> It's a difficult decision fast-growing companies face when it comes to scaling their PR efforts. It's kind of formal, actually. Should they invest in an in-house team or should they hire a dedicated PR agency? What would you advise a company in that situation? What are the, some of the most important factors to consider? Terrific question here and, and one uh, that I'm glad that we can answer. My perspective on this. Um, in-house can be great. Um, my feeling agency is better, especially for a fast growing or a newer company. Here's why. In-house, 
uh, in-house PR people are employees. Employees come with salaries and health benefits and days off and HR problems and on and on and on and on. Uh, and if you are a smaller or a new or a growing company, the last thing you want is more employees than you need because employees need to be managed, right? And wouldn't you, and, and wouldn't you, and you probably can't pay them a lot either if you're a startup if you're a young company, you might not even be able to hire the best talent, right? Wouldn't you rather take even half the money that you would spend on employees in that regard, salary and benefits and everything else, wouldn't you rather take half of that money and spend it on a really super savvy bunch of PR people from an agency who know your business, who know how to do this, who do this day in and day out, and they're up and running, lickety split, um, and they're not employees and you don't have to worry about them taking days off or you know, any other human problems that, that, that happen with employees, right? And, and I'm not railing against employees. I mean, you know, I am an employee, but um, wouldn't you rather hire an agency that can really take care of your business in a very professional, very efficient uh, and very successful way um, over pulling in a, a brand new team of PR people and having to put all that money and all that work into just getting them up and running. I think agency, especially for a smaller or a startup or a, you know, a company that's trying to find its legs, um, agency is always the way to go. Um, if you grow to a place where you need to bring on an internal PR person that then manages the agency, eh, maybe you want to go there. Um, but don't just hire like two or three or five or 10 PR people and cross your fingers and spend all that money and hope things work. Um, agency, always, always the way to go. All right. And the last question here on Reddit comes from, hold on, my screen is loading here. Uh, this is posted by Fit Personality 7. And the title is 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day. Boy, have we all been there, right? Uh, so writes, hi, all financial PR girl here with a question. When I started at my new agency, I was under the impression that 7am starts were exclusively for client results days. Okay. Three months in, it's becoming apparent that 7 to 7.15am starts are the norm every day. Partners want us to essentially be up with the market and want us to send peer on average six per client results to our client before 8a every day, as well as relevant news. I found out last week, this is to make us look better than the client brokers. Our contractual hours are 8.30 to 6. While I'm not work, while I'm not work shy, oh, that's a new one. I have never heard that before. I kind of like that. Pre-8 a.m. feels very heavy-handed. Now they've asked us to come in four days a week. I'm left wondering how I work from 7 to 8.15, get in for 8.30 while I'm 50 minutes away. My line manager, I've been sick twice and I'm pretty sure it's due to long work hours, so blah, blah, blah. Okay, any advice? Um, okay. Um, I'm sorry you feel like you're being take advantage of, taken advantage of, because it sounds like that's brewing here. Um, it does sound like you're being worked a lot, um, but here's the reality, that's the job. And if you don't like it, find a new job. Um, you, you are free to leave. And I don't say that like, you know, boo-hoo, you know, like it or lump it, but seriously, that's the job. I mean, you know, the, the work that I do, um, I, I love it, but I love it because I've been able to create my own environment. I've been able to say no to the things that I don't want to do. I've able, been able to embrace the things that I love doing and do more of it. Um, but I've had jobs in the past where the hours have stunk or the pay has stunk 
or the manager was a jerk or, you know, on and on. I mean, everybody, everybody who's listening to this has had some kind of experience like this, right? Where the conditions stunk, they didn't like the job and they figured out a way to, to leave. I think that's what this person needs to do here. If they don't like it, they should leave. Um, now, middle ground, have a discussion with the manager because I'm guessing if they're railing here on Reddit, <laughs> They probably haven't had a discussion with the manager. And at the very least, they don't say that they've had a discussion, right? So I think, except for this one line here that they say, they don't think, they don't know if these expectations will change come September, but certainly hopes that they will. Doesn't sound like you've actually articulated, hey, this is a problem for me and here's why. And here's how I'd like to provide the solution. Um, and that's a good point to make here too, is that when you run into a problem at work, whatever the problem is uh, at your job, um, you need to bring it up directly and discreetly with your manager. Um, you don't gossip around the office. You don't take a poll of everyone and how do we all feel about this or doesn't this suck or whatever. And you certainly don't post it on social media. Um, but um, you, go to the, you go to the person who's in charge of it. And you say, look, this is a problem for me. Here's why it's a problem for me. Here's how I might fix it. Here's a solution that would work for me. Do, do you think we could do this? Do you think we could try this? Um, you, have to, you have to absolutely commit to being just as productive as you would under their rules, uh, as you're going to be under yours, okay? You can't, you can't change your scenario and then produce less or be a burden in some way. You've, you've got to produce just as much, if not more, uh, the way you want to work if you're going to make this suggestion. Um, but at the end of the day, man, you know, this is the job. And, and if you don't like it, I'm sorry, you need to find a new job. There is the door. You are free to leave. Um, they mentioned something in here about a contract. So I'm, I'm going to just put an asterisk next to that, that I might not know everything here. But in general, if you don't like the hours, if you don't like the commute, if you don't like the pay, if you don't like the food in the cafeteria, if you don't like the person you sit next to because they smell, I mean, whatever, it's your option to go. And I think that's what this person should do. All right, that's it for this week. Uh, had, had some fun here. Let us know on the social media pages what you thought of this discussion. If you had uh, any uh, opposing viewpoints here or if you agree, I'm especially interested in the ones uh, uh, who might disagree with me. Um, or, or have something to add on to this. Uh, let us know on the on social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the PR podcast. Uh, and, and let us know what you think. Thank you everyone for listening. Please remember to subscribe to the show, connect us with us on social media and send us a question or a comment. Our intro is by Christopher Apple. You can find him and his fantastic photography on Instagram at Christopher underscore A-P-P-O-L-D-T. Check him out there and hire him for all your photography needs. You can find me online at Jody Fisher on all the socials and online at jodyfisherpr.com. We'll see you next time on the PR Podcast. <laughs>